<laughs> I was going to start. I, I, I planned my sermons. I uh, spent a lot of time doing that. I got to do what I feel led to do. I ain't trying to embarrass anybody, but I met a lady yesterday named Ingrid in Rico Tropical Grill as I was eating my vegan. I knew you were coming, and you here. You here. I told her, I said, I pastor a church that's the church for you because you crazy. And I told you. I, and I, I know crazy because I'm crazy. Be at home today. Come here. Come here. Come here. Up here. Come here. Come here, man. Come here. Come here. Now, if you see me shaking all jokes aside, I need prayer today. This dude right here is my brother. Not my blood brother. We grew up on the same street together. I don't, I don't call people on the stage. I don't do that. See, I want y'all to know where I come from. Man, I wasn't always preaching. Didn't want to preach. Are you kidding me? So when I see him, his name is Miko. This dude was a thug. <laughs> I wished I was joking from the time he was kid. Am I lying? He would walk around as a kid just slamming people. To <laughs> just, and look at us now. Y'all don't, see, see, y'all don't know when to praise God. I'm going to say one more thing, then I'm going to let you off the stage. I'm a good bit older than him. He would be walking down the street with his bad cousin Pedro. They were bad. And they would be cussing. I'm talking mixing up two, two cuss. You know what I mean? Yes, I like some of y'all. And, and everybody in the neighborhood was afraid of my mama. And they would get to our house, be cussing all the way down. Hey, Miss Ellen, because my mama would tear that butt up. She, wasn't, she was more of a thug than them. But here's the thing. Now he's married to a lady who preaches better than me. Can you, can you raise your hand? Give me love, my man. I love you. I love you too, boy. Can I say something? Yes, talk. He want to talk. Hey, give, it, give this man a mic. And be prepared that the roof might fall in. <laughs> Can I have a mic? We don't have a mic. Don't worry about it. Take your time. Give it up for Chase. Hey, Chase grew up in my neighborhood, too. He was a thug. <laughs> Hold on. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. Thank y'all for your patience. Now, I don't know what he's going to say. Be prepared to cut him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this going to be quick. This real quick. What y'all see with this guy right here? That's the truth. Hmm. He been doing this since I was a little dude. Like, watching him, that's all he talked about was God. 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 Hmm. I didn't forget it. Mm. Bro, I did not forget it. Mm. You're a blessing to me, dude. Mm. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Love you. Can I give you this? So I, I wanted to bring him up here. I want you to see where I'm from. Man, this Jesus thing is real. Another reason I wanted to bring him up here, man, I'm shaking. I didn't know he was coming today, so I don't know how this is going to be. Man, make Jesus real. People need him.
on this Palm Sunday, let us remember that the crowds loved him. When he made that triumphal entry into Jerusalem, they loved him. They should have got ahead because he didn't come on a, in a chariot. A warring stallion came out on a broke down, can I just say donkey or whatever? They loved him. They were shouting, Hosanna <laughs> to the son of David. They said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the crowd. Then they said, Hosanna in the highest. The crowd. Y'all do know what happened? The crowd, a few days later, was like, yo, crucifying. Crucifying. They mocked him. They derided him. They ridiculed him. The crowd. The crowd. They gave false testimony against him. Y'all do know what happened, right? They flogged him. We don't use that term today. They scourged him. We don't use that term today. Where we come from, he got a beat down. I talk about it every week. Got a beat down. Got a beat down. They crucified him. So much for the palm branches, huh? Right, right, right. Y'all do know what happened, right? He died. Anybody other than me love him? Jaden, he died. He died after taking nails in the hands, stake through the feet. He died. Y'all do know what happened, though. <laughs> Calm down. I got my friend here. <laughs> he got up. For me, it ain't an Easter message. Ain't no way I'm waiting one day a year to tell y'all he got up. <laughs> uh, how ridiculous it would have been for him to die, to rise, and then live as if he never died. How absurd would it have been for him to go back to living like he did before he died? Let me say it this way. Bad English, but you ain't gonna spit on him no more. I wish you would try. You you ain't going to slap him no more. You ain't going to nail his hands ever again because, because, because he's not going back to before he died. It's not the case, though, with some of the Colossians. If you turn to Colossians chapter 2, some of them seem to want to go back. We're going to be verses 20 through 23. False teaching has some of the Colossians forgetting that they were supposed to be dead to the world. <laughs> some of them were living as if they hadn't died to childish philosophies and worldly principles and man-made religion. So Paul wrote these verses, verses 20 through 23. He said, if with Christ you died, to the world or to the elemental spirits of the universe, 
Why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Wouldn't it be a shame if you came here today and I was living like I lived when I used to use y'all's house to sin? What if I was still doing that stuff? Hmm. Why do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. All these regulations refer to things that perish with use. They're simply human commands and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-imposed piety, humility, and severe treatment of the body, but they are of no value in checking self-indulgence. It's like Paul was trying to say this, you should be passed away, not performing away. You should be resting in peace, not reveling in performance. By the way, he ain't really talking about the type of sins we think in. He's talking about y'all should be dead to this jacked up religion. Y'all should be dead to Bible Belt Christianity, where you know what you're going to do every week, and you go to the buffet after this, and ain't nobody changed. Church still racially divided. People still hating each other. You still sleeping with who you want to sleep with uh, yeah, in the name of religion. You should be passed away, not performing away. Father, we love you. I ain't going to lie, Lord, I'm struggling knowing Miko is to my left because I'm happy. But, but at the end of the day, now you need to be glorified, not Miko, not me. So let me get out of the way. I, I'm going to need that really, really today. I want to decrease. May you increase. Holy Spirit, please do what I cannot do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, anybody in here saved? Anybody in here Christian? God, everybody didn't raise their hand. I'm glad y'all here, especially the ones whose hand ain't raised. <laughs> Very serious. This is where you need to be. Those of us that are Christians, Paul would want me to tell you, you should be passed away, not performing away. It seems like he wants them to do a couple of things in the text. Number one, scrutinize your motives. Scrutinize your motives. Let me say it this way. Ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Why do I do? Why am I even here today? I, I hope you ain't here just for me. I hope you're here because of him. Why, why do I do what I do? Why do I do what I do? It's verse 20. Paul says, if with Christ you died to the elemental principles of the world, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why, 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 why? Why do you submit to regulations? What's your motive? What's your why? I got a bad back, so if I can't get up, help me up, please. <laughs> Here, here's really what Paul is saying. And again, cameraman, get me in case I can't get up. <laughs> Paul is really saying, y'all supposed to be like this. Dead. Dead to, to dead religion. Dead to church as usual where it's a presentation, but ain't no power. Dead to needing a preacher to stoke you. Dead, dead, dead. You're supposed to be passed away to old-time religion, whatever that even means. You're supposed to be dead. Y'all supposed to be dead to the principles of the world to Jewish legalism. You're supposed to be dead, but instead of being dead, you up there dancing. You're like Sammy Davis Jr. You tap dancing for church folk. You tap dancing in religion. He's talking about religion. You dotting all your eyes, crossing all your T's. You even paying tithes because cause you, cause you legalistic. 
He said, them days supposed to be gone. He said, why? Have you ever asked yourself? Like even you should be asking yourself, why am I sitting here today? Why? It's the number one question that got me in trouble as a kid. Why? I'm sorry, I'm going to go and talk about your brother. His brother was really my ride or die. I've talked about him. His brother was the first Tupac. <laughs> we got off the bus one day, his brother pulled up his shirt. He had a pistol. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he was like, Ja Morant. My mama would say, and I'm going to be real, she's dead now, I don't want you in the car with Matthew. And I would say, why? Because <laughs> my mama was playing Shirley Caesar. Matthew was bumping. I'm, that's the car I want to be in. My mama and my daddy would say, uh, we don't want no girls in this house when we go on to work. And I would say, why? Because... <laughs> To me, that's the best time for them to be here. I'm going to say something that might sound crazy. Parents, when our kids ask why, and my son is in here, and I mean this, maybe we need to start rejoicing rather than reprimanding. Because now they think, boy, parents, don't, ain't nobody shaking their head in agreement. <laughs> because now we start creating adults who know why they even come to church. They know why they, do y'all even know why you're a Christian? Is it because mama and them? Why? Is that the reason when the Jehovah's Witness come, you don't open the door? Because you don't have a why. Come on, come on, come on. They out there in the hot sun walking in heels and hats and because they got a why. They why ain't real. Let's stop fussing at our kids for their why. Paul asked twice, why? Paul was quite incredulous. Look at verse 20. He said, if with Christ you died. He didn't just say, if you died. That would be okay. Not really. He said, if with Christ. You didn't just die, but you died with Christ. What is Paul saying? Why y'all tripping in false religion? Y'all supposed to be enjoying the benefits of your dead and then risen Savior. You supposed to be enjoying what his death and resurrection did. Why? Because of your union with him. Because you're connected with him. You're Golly. Let me say it again. You're free. You're free. Abraham Lincoln didn't do it. Jesus did it. You free. You free. Take them shackles off. Stop working for church people. Stop working for people's approval. Somebody ought to shout, I'm free. Man, when I was sneaking up your house at night when your mama was going to work and unlocking y'all's back door, I wasn't free. When is the last time you used your mind to think critically? My mic on? Is it on? Okay, I'm on. When is the last time you used your mind to think critically? You don't need a worship team to pump your emotions. You thinking. When is the last time you read a good book? Golly. What we are now is we're a nation controlled by algorithms. rather than critical analysis. 
those of us that are saved, we need to be asking, why? Here we go. Why is it, ask this question, that I keep on running when things get tough? Man, it's some 50-year-olds. You've been running for 40 years. Why? What? When everything, things get tough, wherever you are, you run. You had kids. You ran from it. You ran. Uh, it's, you keep running from, check this out, good relationships. You keep running is your thing. At some point, stop and say, why? Ask yourself, scratch your head and say, why, why is my marriage teetering? Why is my marriage literally on the brink? I, I, know, I, I know I loved them at one time. I know, I, know, I know they loved me at one time. So why do we hate being in the same bed? Why? Why am I so mad? Man, where does this anger come from? Why do I want to snap at work? Why do I have a cuss right here? No, I'm serious. Because some of y'all, it ain't even here. It's out. Why? Why? Where is the anger coming from? Why am I so mad? Why do I get to church and cover it up with a plastic fake smile? Why? 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 Why do I love social media more than I love the scriptures? Why do I spend an inordinate amount of time on my phone, but not in prayer? Why? Because you got kids that need you to put your phone down and pray for them, like your own kids. Why is it when I do read my Bible, why am I reading it? Am I reading it to earn love from God? When I do pray, am I doing it to earn some brownie points from God? Am I doing it because I want daddy to see me dancing? I got good news for you. Daddy already loves you. Here's what Paul knew and I want you to know. If you don't have a reason, others will give you one. Others will give you one. In the text, you got to know the history. False teachers were giving him a reason. Uh, uh, here's why you worship. Here's what the false teacher was telling him. You worship angels because they can hook you up with God. That's what the false teachers had people actually believing. Some of you believing, uh, if I burn this sage, if I get this high-priced crystal, if I read my horoscope, if I pray three times in the morning and three times at lunch and then three more times at night. Uh. Your girlfriend will give you a why. Your boyfriend will give you a why. Your boss will give you a why. Your colleagues at work will give you a why. You need spirit to give you your why. I'm done, I'm done. Paul is saying y'all should be passed away not performing away. Uh, embrace your grave and put away your stage. Number one, scrutinize your motives. Number two, scrutinize your methods. Your methods. Is what you doing working? <laughs> Is 
what you, that, isn't, that a, isn't that like a reasonable question? Is what you doing working? Uh, scrutinize your methods. It's verses 21 through 23. Paul says, do not handle. That's in quotation marks. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. He says, all these regulations refer to things that perish with use. They're simply human commands and teachings. They have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-imposed piety, humility, and severe treatment of the body. He's talking about asceticism, but they are of no value in checking self-indulgence. Again, Paul is saying when it comes to these methods that are made by man, y'all are supposed to be dead. When it comes to the Bible Belt brand of Christianity, you're supposed to be dead. When it comes to Jewish legalism or, or, or even church legalism uh, uh, that, that's in, 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 in any church, you're supposed to be dead. But I keep, I keep seeing you moving. You keep moving. You're supposed to be dead, but here you are, Bobby Brown, and here you are, Running Man. Here you are like God is paying you to put on a show. Paul, in verse 21, he's got quotation marks around it. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. But I'm here to say I don't think he's quoting the false teachers at all. Seems like he's quoting them. He's mocking them. He's mocking them. He's like, y'all submitting to a bunch of do nots. Y'all like y'all in elementary school when the teacher would say, do not, do not. Do. He, grown people acting like they're in elementary school, submitting to a bunch of do nots. He's mocking these false teachers. That's what you're basing your religion on? Listen to me. Christians do not do nots. Let me say that again. Christians do not do nots. That ain't what Christianity is based on. Do not wear short skirts to church. That ain't what we're about. It ain't about do not wear makeup. Air nine in you need. <laughs> right? Do not get your ear pierced. That ain't what Christianity is about. It, it, it's about what we get to do. We get to praise God. We get to live in freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, there, there is, there is liberty. Uh, write this down. Our, our lives are based on grace, not guidelines. Thank you, Fred. Isn't that freeing? Grace. Not guidelines, not keeping regulations. So, so guess why you got the nice house you got? God graced you. Guess why your kid was smoking weed and drinking and ain't never, ever got arrested, ain't never had an accident driving? God graced them. Guess why you got the job you got making way too much money? God graced you with the job. Your brother, Matthew, he loved this one dude. This one dude that would dance out in the purple rain. He was determined, this one dude, he wasn't going to let the elevator take him down. Man, making me work, boy. I don't know nothing about no Prince William. I don't know nothing about no Prince Harry. But there was a dude with a guitar. <laughs> Y'all know them nothing about? Y'all know them nothing about? Prince had a song that he did when he was 17. He said, I want to be your lover. I want to be the only y'all. Yeah. Ain't trying to pressure you, baby. All I ever wanted to do 
friends. And I love church people. You can say what you want. He was talented. <laughs> Chris, next time he come to Atlanta, I'm there. <laughs> as talented as he was, you remember a season that he walked around, slave on his face? Yeah, he walked around with slave on his face, multimillionaire, feeling like he was a slave to his record company. Now, I don't know all the details, but, but what I know is he had a problem that he had some obligations to perform. All Paul is saying is, Christian, you no longer have obligations to the worldly system. You no longer have to be a slave to the elemental principles even of religion. I did all of that Prince talk because I want y'all to get it. We're free. He said, besides y'all's methods don't work. In verse 22, he says, they perish. Uh, uh, why is that? Because things of the world do not last. They don't last. E e even the buildings, this building ain't going to last. We ain't worshiping a building. We ain't worshiping a man-made system. That's reason number one, verse 22, they perish. Also in the same verse, he says they're human. So guess what? If they're human, your methods, that means they're not divine. No wonder they don't last. And then he said, he said they have the appearance. Appearance. The appearance. It's good to know real from faith. I remember one time, I think she was the prettiest girl in the town at the time in Elberton. Man, I was like, I'm going to have to holler. <laughs> Never had talked to her before, ever. And when I went up to her, she, she had an appearance, and within five minutes, I was like, that's all she got. Yeah. I wasn't even saved, but I was like, man, I'm going to have to, until she can put a noun and a verb together. Like, like no, I'm, no I'm, I wish I was joking. I wish I was joking. Uh, and here's the blessing. You better know the real. I got a real one. Some of us, we're into appearances when it comes to religion. You got to have a certain building for you to do church in. I, 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 first time I went to Africa, I saw something I didn't expect to see. They were having church under a tree. Showing up church, praising God, worshiping God under, under, under a tree. Here, here's what Paul is saying in verses 20 through 23. He's saying what these false teachers are teaching you can't bring about a change. Here, here's how we would say it in Alberton. They scamming y'all. They scamming you. They scamming you. They scamming you. Look, if victory is not found in Jesus Christ, it's a scam. I, I don't care how good it sounds. It's a scam. I don't care if they sound educated. I don't care if the church facility seats thousands. If Jesus ain't God, it's a scam. If it's not about Christ, by the way, not just about Christ, but Christ by himself, all by himself. It's got to be about Christ and Christ alone. It's not about your performance plus Christ. Again, I wish y'all knew when to shout. Let me say it this way. We don't have to do anything now. Christ did it all. And to be, Paul is so clear. He, he says in verse 23, y'all now, these methods, are of no value. He could have said, they're a little value. <laughs> he said, no value. 
my beautiful wife here. Tony Evans is her favorite preacher. <laughs> I figured y'all would get that. Let me say it again. Tony Evans is her favorite preacher. Tony Evans ain't never paid one bill at my house. <laughs> Friday, she and I went out. She saw a pair of pants she liked. I said, get them. Tony Evans didn't get them. I got them. But, but, but Tony Evans is her favorite preacher. Literally, Marcus, where you at? You laugh at me when I say this, but we go to sleep to Tony Evans every night. Oh, romance. <laughs> Blake, you here because of Tony Evans. <laughs> you a Tony Evans baby. Here's what I like though about Tony Evans. He's a scholar, man. He's a good preacher. Here's what he says about these verses. He calls these methods, these regulations, he calls them add-on rules. Add-on rules. And you know Tony Evans travels a lot. And, and he likens these add-on regulations and rules to extra carry-on bags. If you fly or if you YouTube, you can see this today, you have X amount of bags you can carry on. There are people on YouTube, they don't believe it. They will throw you off the plane. Uh, Tony Evans says these, these extra regulations that you adding to what Christ has already done. He says the reason I liken them to extra carry-on bags, they will rob you of your freedom to fly. Y'all wowing Tony Evans. But I hope y'all hear me. They will rob you of your freedom to fly. If you're saved, if Jesus Christ, and he did, died for you, and you've received it, don't carry no extra bags. Man, we're only free because of what Jesus did. I hope y'all hear me. I didn't do anything. I'm glad y'all come here. If you've been coming here long enough, you know, ain't nothing to me. Guess what I did, though? I said, ain't nothing to me, but I'll take this Jesus, and, and, and now I can fly. No more being weighed down by religious performance. Answer this question, do I value what's valueless? Do I value what's valueless? I'm afraid in the American church, we do. You ever talk to somebody about their church, and the first thing they do <laughs> is tell you who their pastor is? Because they find their identity in a dude. Man, if y'all talk about church, talk about Jesus. Because you invite your friends here Easter, they're going to see, hold on, it ain't much to that dude up there, but I'm going to point him. Jesus. So, we're about to end, man. I got to clear something up, though. Paul is talking about asceticism, where you're denying your body some desires, where you're preventing your body from having certain pleasures. The factory now is in the, if they end the fasting during Lent. Do y'all know that? Y'all fasting? It was quiet. 
Y'all ain't fast. I'm fast. <laughs> so it seems like we're doing the same thing he's telling us not to do. Because he's saying abstaining from certain things, isn't it the same thing? Here's the difference. Hopefully, our fasting is to make us Christ-focused, not us-focused. That's the key. So Paul says, otherwise, it's of no value. He said that. It's of no value. Self-denial is of no value if you don't love Jesus. I hope y'all hear me. Uh, if you fall in love with self-denial, but you don't love Christ, what good is that? If you fall in love, listen to me, with your prayer time. And I believe in prayer, but, 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 but we ain't here to worship prayer. If you fall in love with it, every morning I get up and I pull me a cup of coffee and I pray, we don't worship prayer. I love reading the Bible. I love going to the park. Or where I can be at the doctor's office waiting. I pull out my phone. I love the scriptures. But if I don't know that the very scriptures that I read testify, they open up their mouth and they testify about who? Christ. So if I'm loving the Bible, but don't love Jesus. Homework assignment, whatever key you want to put us in. Here's the homework assignment. Do me a favor metaphorically. Take your metaphorical appendages and take your metaphorical spiritual pause. And if you're saved, when it comes to the worldly systems and worldly religion, you ain't supposed to have a pause. Ask yourself, am I dead or am I dancing? Have you replaced your grave in this world with a stage on this world? Can I beg you? The Bible says, whom the Son has set free. It's free indeed. So stop dancing. Man, don't worry about church people. You keep trying to placate people who won't keep judging you anyway. Why are you dancing, man? Stop quoting verses out of context to impress your small group. Whom the Son is set free don't have to dance anymore. You don't have to dance. Ain't you tired of dancing? Ain't you tired of dancing? Whom the Son has set free, I'm free. We're doing communion today. I was like, well, I can't wear a cap when we do communion. And it hit me, that's the very thing he's talking about. It's the very, Keith, wear your cap. You ain't got your hair colored. Wear the cap. And, and, and while we laughing, I'm talking to y'all. You're free. Anybody in here really saved? I said, you really saved. When you remember the palm branches, here's what I want you to know. When Jesus made that triumphal entry, the reason we don't have to perform wasn't long after that, he gave the ultimate performance. He didn't act, though. This wasn't act. He executed a flawless performance. What did he do? He, he executed a performance that deserves standing ovation. 
It deserves a standing ovation. It deserves a standing ovation. I ain't talking about Trey Young. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. He executed a flawless standing ovation performance. He deserved a hooray. He deserved a thank you, Jesus. He deserved a hallelujah. Jesus gave the, the ultimate performance. By the way, he did it so you don't. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to perform. Can I say it again? You don't have to perform. Let me tell you what he did. He got spat upon. Don't I talk about it every week? It was a part of what he was doing, so you won't have to get spat upon. He got a crown of thorns put upon his head. He got nails driven through his hand. He got a stake driven through his feet. And when I say performance, this was not an act. He actually felt the pain. We have a high priest who's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows the hell you go through. He performed an act of salvation where I come from, a redemption plan. So you don't have to dance anymore. Can you do me a favor? Before you leave, check your tap dancing shoes at the door. Paul said, you can sit. Paul said in verse 20, he says, if, can you put verse 20 on the screen? If, that changes everything. If, if with Christ you die, the if changes everything. So, so I'm asking the same thing Paul asked. Because what is Paul saying? Y'all really dead? Are you really saved? We're about to take communion. I don't want you partaking in communion as a ritualistic experience. Are you really dead? Are you really born again? Are you really saved? If you're really saved, man, you should not partake of this and not remember what he did. Go ahead and take your elements. I know you've been fasting, so you're going to enjoy this little wafer. Please, 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 anybody need elements, go ahead and put your hand up. By the way, those of you who are sitting there now, if you're not born again, you want to partake of the elements, go ahead and give your life to them. Go ahead and give your life to them. Go ahead and say, you know what, even in your seat, I believe what the preacher said, that you took nails in your hands, nailed through your feet, you died for my sin. I believe you're the Savior. You can say that. You don't have to come up here to say that. And, and ask him, save me now. Tell him, say, I'm turning away from my current life. I'm turning away from my life of sin. You can admit to him, I'm a little scared, but it's worth following you. Tell him, I want what Miko has. I want what Keith has now, saved, saved from the past. We, ain't, we still ain't perfect, but we don't have to perform. So go ahead and just meditate on what he's done. Let's just take some time. We're not going to rush. You ought to be thanking him. Father, we thank you for what your body endure. We thank you that you had a real body. I'll be honest, it doesn't make sense to me that you had a real body and you never once used it to sin. Not one time, but I believe that. So what I do and what we do as a church is we open up our mouths as we have this wafer in our hand. We thank you for what your body endured. We thank you that your body got up out of a grave. We thank you. We thank you. As you partake, give him thanks and partake. My favorite part of communion, I don't want to be one-dimensional, is he bled. 
he bled. That body that I'm talking about, it bled. Not some cute little nosebleed. They beat him down. Beat him down. And he bled. The reason I love that part, because my Bible tells me that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. I guess I'm trying to say we needed this. We needed him to bleed. So just take some time where you are and thank him for his blood. Father, we thank you for your blood. Let's partake. Jesus, thank you that our performing in a worldly evil system, those days are over. They're over. Thank you that your word, thank you that you even had me preach Colossians. It's not really a book that people shout over when in reality it should be. You've done it all. There are going to be people here next week that haven't been here in a year. My prayer is that they would embrace that you've done it all. My prayer is that everybody under the sound of my voice would leave here declaring that my dancing days are over. Thank you, Father, for what you've done for me. We thank you for what you've done for us. Help us to live for you now the other six days. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Before you leave again, please remember that next week is Easter. Man, bring somebody. I'm so glad to see you, Ingrid. I'm glad you came. I hope we get to know each other. I hope I see you every week. So please invite somebody. Have a great week and go be free. God.